Good evening, everybody. Hello, everybody. How are you doing on this wonderful Wednesday night? Hope everyone's doing fantastic. Hope everyone had a fantastic and safe New Year's uh, Eve, and things are working out great for the new year. Hope you're all doing extremely, extremely well. <clears throat> Excuse me. Great things are happening. I feel like we haven't been on a live in so long. Mm-hmm. I was on, I was on this morning. Yeah. Did we do Wednesday, Friday? We were on, we were on last. We were on last Friday. Yeah, mm-hmm. we we're on last Friday. Um, it's a Q&A show. So the Wednesday and the Friday shows are Q&A where you will type in your question. Joel will read it and I will answer it. Um, unfortunately, most of these questions, um, they just really need a lot more time to answer. If you've got some serious behavioral issues, I would highly encourage you to, in a minimum, in a minimum, dive deep into our free social media. So we've got Instagram, we have got Facebook, we have got YouTube, um, we've got TikTok, um, and then we've got six podcasts um, a week. We also have something called Instagram subscriptions. I would highly, highly, highly encourage people to join that. And the reason is for $4.99 a month, we just got a new dog in, Utra, today, Um and um, I believe Joel might have put something up already. If not, it will go up today. There will be stuff coming up tomorrow. We're going to be putting a lot of stuff up for Instagram subscribers only. Some will be short clips. Some will be little tips. I believe you've got some full-length videos that you'll probably put in the actual feed, which subscribers can, which subscribers can see. So yeah. as a subscriber, you see special stories, but you also see special posts in the actual feed, which is fantastic. Um, we did day one of uh, the boarding train today and there was, oh geez, half a dozen good like points mm-hmm. that were made that were, they literally can, everybody, whether you're a trainer or you're an owner, you can change like the relationship with your dog. Yeah. Well, we did. We changed the relationship with his dog like on day one. Just got here on day one. He's here for two weeks and um, we're going to be showing everything. So that's that's the first paid step. Then you've got Patreon, which is $10 a month. $10 a month. You get a Zoom room every Tuesday, which is a face-to-face, voice-to-voice Q&A. You also get the Tuesday and Thursday morning podcast. Also, Instagram subscribers get the Tuesday and Thursday morning podcast. So tomorrow's morning podcast, Wake the, Fight, Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff, is only shown to subscribers. But again, we're talking about a, the cost of a cup of coffee. Um, Angela and I went to Starbucks today. We picked up um, uh, a beverage for Joelle, for myself, and for Angelo, and it was $13. Mm-hmm. Insane. Yeah, I mean, and the, the point being is like, what's four ninety nine? What's ten dollars? You know, to to change the relationship with your dog. I mean, our boarding trains are five thousand and six thousand dollars. We do boarding trains down in Florida. We are going to be doing a lot of boarding trains down in Florida. We do boarding trains in New England, but we offer a special boarding train right now down in Florida, which is a more of like a like a like a VIP like a VIP boarding train with Joelle and myself. And the great thing about that is, is it's the two of us working your dog. It's the two of us taking your dog out on excursions. So for instance, the goal of the dog that just came in, it's a beautiful German shepherd, one years old. It already has a decent baseline obedience. She wants the dog to learn how to swim. 
socialize with other dogs politely, not necessarily play, but just exist around other dogs politely. She wants the dog to be off-leash trained, so the dog has no remote power um, work done on it at all, off-leash trained, and then also the dog does not have good duration work. It's only a year old, so it does not have good duration work. So um, already we have done, um, we went, we just got back from a walk with two other dogs, our two dogs. Dog does fine with other dogs. So this dog actually can, in my opinion, it can actually probably play with other dogs, but we're not, it's not here to play with other dogs, but it will be around other dogs every single day. Um, you will be picking up all kinds of great tips. We also offer one-on-one -on -one consults. Now that's where your biggest value goes for the least amount of money is a one-on-one -on -one consult. They're all with myself. If you've got social media questions, they're with Joelle. Um, this morning I put up a business a small business tip about like, you know, getting the, getting clients, you know, Murph asked the question, got a, got a good response. Yeah. So I might start doing a, a whole business segment. Um, I'm not sure where I'm going to put uh, it, but um, it also ties in with our social media course that we have launching yep, soon. Exactly. Yep. We're going to be putting that so up for pre-sale. For any of you business owners who want to get on social media, but you don't know where to start or you don't know how to create content, we're putting together a whole course for you. Yeah. And it's going to be very affordable and it's going to show you all our best practices, all our hacks, how to save time, how to edit, how to create. Right. Um, so it's going to be really good. Yeah, and what it won't do is tell you how to like expand your reach or get 10,000 new followers. That's not what it's about. It's about where do I start? Where do you start? How do you, where do you, content? where do you start? There's the, that, that's, and that's what's missing. That's what's missing. So instead of spending, you know, 20 hours learning how to do a, 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 a reel, like, you know, you can get the course and just learn all the shortcuts that Joelle already did the 20, 40, 50 hours learning. And now she can do it, you know, really, really quickly. Um, so we're excited um, about that. We'll be doing live training sessions. There's a lot going on. There's just so much going on right now. We're just, just, I want everyone to start thinking 2023 is going to be the year of virtual learning with solid canine training. Obviously, you can do boarding trains, but the virtual learning is where it's really going to be. You'll also hear me talk about, um, oh, also, Mary, you said you can't wait for that one. Mary, make sure you go to academy.solidcanontraining.com. Joelle's going to put up the link right now. If she already didn't put up the link, hit the subscribe button. It's in the top right corner. You don't, like, you don't pay. You'll just be on our mailing list. They'll just be on our mailing list. We don't spam. We'll just send out once a week um, things for you with information. But that's how um, a lot of stuff goes out. Also, we put mailing list only specials with coupon codes. We put them out there. Um, also, don't forget Patreon members also get 20% off of your courses, 20% off of your consults all the time, all the time. Yep. Most people call into the show, right into the show, asking how to stop unwanted behaviors. I use the word punishment a lot. Punishment is not abuse. Most people don't even know what abuse is. Uh, punishment is actually scientific. It's the correct term. It's the opposite of a reward. When you want to increase a behavior, you use a reward-based program. When you want to decrease a behavior, you use a punitive-based program. Those are facts. They're not feelings and they're not opinions, but they are facts. So, we taught, I use that word. I also use the word shock collar. It's the same as an e-collar and it's the same as a remote collar. Um, a lot of people like to say, no, it's not. And I'm just saying, yes, it is. In 2023, dog e-collar technology, sport dog Garmin, 
you can call them three different things. They all mean the same. Let's jump right into the questions. Let's see. Karen says, good evening, Jeff and Joel. Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year, hey, Karen. Karen. How are you? Happy nice New to Year. see you on the Zoom this week. Aki said, hello, you guys. Hey, Aki, how are you? Mary said, great. Can't wait for that one. Yeah, that's going to be a good media. one. The social media one's going to be a powerful one. Um, social media is uh, is huge. It is humongous. This is the best thing about social media is this. You can help other people. Mm-hmm. You can get people to get to know you before they actually meet you. You can start building no like, and trust. I mean, there's so many, so many important things. Um, Aki said, awesome. Yeah. We're excited. We're excited about that. Mm, Aki said, can I correct uh, anxious pacing? Mm. My dog has started howling, crying in the mornings and barks, but too spaced out for a bark collar. Pacing leads to it. I believe he's reacting to the female in heat. Yes. So this is the, this is the question. Um, this is the question, Aki. Do you want to increase the behavior or decrease the behavior? I want everyone to start thinking logically. Let's, let's just use common sense. Let's forget about all the science, the science and dog training speak, which I actually rarely, rarely, rarely ever use. I dumb it all down, not because you're not intelligent. It's because I want it to be as simple as it actually is. Dog is pacing. No, correct. Make it suck to pace. Dog stops pacing. Well, why don't you just tell the dog what to do? That's fine. But first, stop the pacing. Then tell it what to do. Next. Um, let's see. John said on the Patreon Q&A, how do I get to show you a video of my dog? You can't. You don't. You do a private consult. It's $10 a month. You don't show, You can't show me videos of your dog. We'll never get through it. So you do you book a one-on-one consult, or you would have joined the inner circle, which started last night. So it's too late. We have an inner circle, which is very, very Probably powerful. Next one in like what March? Right. The next the next inner circle will be in March. Um, we might even be able to do it in February. We're not quite sure yet of the schedule. Um, but uh, you you would do a one-on-one consult. This is the thing. This is not an ego statement. Chances are, I can make more progress on a one-on-one consult in one session than your dog, your your average dog trainer does in a five session in five session class. I fully off leash trained and rehabbed aggression literally on one-on-one sessions before. I've been doing this for a long time, so definitely next. Garrett said difference between Nick and pull and e collar conditioning. Okay, pull on that pull would be with a leash. There's an e collar does Nick continuous vibrate and tone so nick is literally nick we have a video on a green to graduate explaining how e-collars are used and there's many other e-collar videos out there that you can watch depending on the model that you have the most manufacturers do put out their own so nick is just a quick as long as you hold the button down for um continuous is usually up to 10 or 12 seconds depending on the brand um, as far as e-cower conditioning, that's a term to get the dog used to the e-cower. Depending on what you're trying to do, you actually do not have to condition the dog to an e-cower to stop an unwanted behavior at all. So it's conditioning. So it's, it's, it's sort of like, what's, what's the best comparison to it? 
I'm not going to say buying a new pair of shoes and breaking them in and getting used to the shoes. That's probably not the best comparison to it. The best comparison to it probably is the dog is used to the feeling of the collar on its neck. It understands why the collar turns on, how to turn the collar off. It, it, you're, you're, you're educating the dog that the dog actually controls the collar. That's the, that's the whole gist of all this stuff. In fact, all of dog training is the dog controls the reward and the punisher. Next. Aki said, on the same note, tips for trying tiring high-energy dogs. I walk and train with him, give mental enrichment too. He's on a kennel run outside, FYI. That's probably the problem. He's in a kennel run outside. Mm -hmm. Put him in place instead. I own right now. I'm down to one dog, unfortunately, right now. Um, 2021, 2022, I had four, three of them being extremely high drive German shepherds. I never physically tired them out. It would be too, it would take too long. So with an outdoor kennel run, you're actually building a neurotic dog. How about teaching the dog place? Dog can do place for three or four hours. Uh, obviously, exercise your dog. Obviously, train your dog. Obviously, feed a good diet. We, we, we recommend raw. You don't have to do raw, but raw is really, really good for your dog. Next. Karen said, I can't wait for the social media course. I feel like I could use it with the affiliate program, and that would help me get off and running with that. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, we also have an affiliate program for our, our Green to Graduate. The, the thing with social media is you can also do um, a, a consult with Joelle if you don't want to wait for that. So you can also do a consult with Joelle. Next. I feel like the course would honestly be more helpful. <laughs> It'll be out in like a month. The course probably. will be more helpful, but I'm saying if someone wants help yeah. like now. Yeah. Um, Jackie, my adolescent dog started barking and growling at dogs and kids at a distance. I've been using a prong and I've been happy, heavy handed with the corrections if he persists, like all my strength hard. There's a persistent wolf growl under his breath, even after heavy handed corrections. Yeah. It stops eventually, but should I do something different or just keep up with the corrections? She's going through that adolescent random barking at nothing behavior like the wind when she never did before. Yep. Just get yourself a reliable shock collar. No correct high. That's it. Make the act of barking suck. So there's a couple of concepts that I have, and people love to make hate videos on it, and they like to make little slogans and T-shirts and bumper stickers. And, you know, I'm surprised one of these people won't get a fucking goddamn plane with a banner behind it saying, light him up, Galman. There, there's, 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 a couple of, there's a couple of things that you actually should make suck. These are simple concepts. Like, how about this? If your children steal from your wallet, you should make it suck. No, you don't beat your kids. No, you don't put a shock collar on them. Take away their cell phone. Oh, that'll suck. Take away their car keys. That'll suck. So applying discomfort to a dog for an unwanted behavior is a well-documented, common practice, industry standard on stopping an unwanted behavior. I'm not the only one doing it next yuzuka my dog used to be ball reactive because of excessive chuck at play mm. i used the bonker and it stopped i would like to play with a ball again is it confusing for him to be able to chase his ball but not all the others no not no i mean you can you can set the ground rules you can you can wes has seemed to like i think he got it for um christmas he got this little donut thing that floats in the water which is really cool i'll show it tomorrow on instagram stories 
he is he likes the ball, but I think he's really enjoying this donut. Tex could care less. If I wanted to, I can have Tex never touch the donut. Not because it's Wes's. I can just say, you're not touching the donut, but still love the ball. If I had an infant that had um, those little plastic balls that, you know, they, they play with, I can have it so my dog never touches those plastic balls, but is allowed to play with its chucket ball as much as it wants to. You set the rules. You set the guidelines. Next. Garrett said when training under a gun dog trainer, mm. he would use conditioning to keep the dog on the line to a blind. When the dog was not behaving, Nick. So yeah. gun dog trainers are a different skill set. I'm amazed by them. I've done seminars at gun dog facilities. They're amazing. I'm a family pet dog trainer. There actually is a different training philosophy. Believe it or not, sport dogs, gun dogs, um, uh, working dogs, um, uh, uh, service dogs, believe it or not, service dogs can be trained and many have got shock collars on. There's different philosophies. But I feel like this, we do use e-call conditioning for obedience. For obedience. Yes, we, yes, we nick for bad behavior yes, usually yes, at a higher level yes 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 so conditioning is just continuous sim historically right so i mean it's just like the problem is there's not there's not quite a universal no, description not. that's the problem that's the and problem everybody conditions dogs the remote differently too right like we have a system other trainers have a system right a lot of people will say you know mm. god what's a good example oh 80 on a shock collar is not a correction. I'm like, well, it depends. If the dog's in drive, maybe not. The dog's freaking half asleep. Of course it is. Next. Aki said he's not there all day. Work him with plays and go on walks, etc. Yeah. I, I Listen, I'm not against dog runs. But I'm just saying, though, instead of a dog run, just do super – you're already exercising your dog. So train your dog to be an off-leash dog. You walk your dog. Be outside with your dog for five minutes to do his business if he doesn't do it on the thing. And um, uh, and then have your dog inside with you, hanging out, hanging out. I think most of us want to be with our dogs, but then we want to be with our dogs when they're behaving. So the goal is to train your dog as quick as possible to behave so you can always be with your dog. So we just got this board and train dog in and it's... <laughs> He's sleeping like a crazy animal. <laughs> He's on his back and his legs are in the air and his mouth is wide open. Just gonna take a picture. Oh, he moved. That was so funny. We both just looked over like, what the hell? He definitely had his cock out. Okay. So I think, um, I mean, this dog is in his kennel because he can't be trusted yet. He's in his kennel lying down. Friday, he'll be in place. He came in today. He can't hold place. He can't hold place for more than a couple of minutes. Mm -hmm. Friday, he will be in place for one hour during the show. Think about that. That's two days of training. Next. Jackie said, also been diving into your old videos. He's amazing stuff. You guys rock. Thank you. Yeah. I've been doing this since almost the beginning of social media. I think I've been on Facebook since 2010. Same with YouTube. Damn. Yeah, I've been doing this for a really long time. I think Facebook came out in like what, 08? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Next. Aki said, instead of a crate, I used the run. He's pretty common there. Yeah. I mean, again, Aki, your rule is your dog. 
I'm not, I don't pass judgment. I just say, be careful about your dog getting neurotic behaviors in runs. Just be very, very careful. Um, I, I mean, I've, I've owned outdoor dogs before, and a lot of people are against outdoor dogs. Next. Garrett said, my friends on property feel I'm too heavy-handed after being trained by the gun dog trainer. Their personal dogs are very unbalanced. So the thing is with gun dog trainers, um, they could die if they make a mistake. Mm. If a gun dog gets in front of a shotgun before it's been shot, it could be horrific. Gun dogs need to know how to flush an animal. They need to know to wait till the animal falls. They need to stay behind the person with the gun. So should humans, actually. They need to know how to go right, left, back, forward, on land, and in water. They need to do hidden finds. Like, there's a huge skill set with a gun dog trainer. Most people think you're heavy-handed because their dogs suck. Now, you might be heavy-handed, but Garrett, I got a feeling you're not. Because heavy-handed people usually don't watch my show. People think I'm heavy-handed. And trust me, I ain't heavy-handed at all. I know heavy-handed. I've seen heavy-handed. Some of my critics, actually. Next. Micah, my dog snaps at people. Is he guarding us or aggressive? Mm. High correction. If I think about it, I'm having a hard time sleeping at night. So this is the thing. That's a really good question. Resource guarding of humans is probably one of the more popular things that dogs guard. I think a lot of people, when you say resource guarding, they think the food bowl. Food, yeah. That's, that, that, and, that, and that is very popular too. Mm -hmm. That is very popular. Then they think, think the bone, which is also very popular. But humans, most people call it jealousy when yeah. it's actually, when it's actually, they're guarding. <laughs> they're guarding. Jealous. So the thing is this. <clears throat> My dog is standing next to me. Somebody approaches to say hello. My dog growls. I apply a punisher. Easy peasy. No. Always remember, no. Markers are important. Next. Crixis, to my soulmates, keep on kicking ass and taking names. Thanks for all you do for us. I, Crixis, but your soulmates. I, I, thank you. I will not stop. I've been, I, I've been tried to be canceled so many times. So many times. For 20 years. For 20 years. I remember I... Before the internet was popular, when I had a radio show, people tried to cancel me with letter writing campaigns. A very, very well-known trainer started a huge letter writing campaign, letter -writing campaign. To, my, to, to the radio station that I had a talk show on and tried to cancel me. Wrote letters to all my advertisers, called all my advertisers. Uh, this has been going on for me for a long time. Uh, this has been going on for me for a long time. That's why when people get a one-star review and cry about it, I'm like, boo fucking who? Welcome to the real world. Anybody that's doing anything great, you're going to get a shitload of people that don't like you. That's just the way it works. Next. Haki said, thanks. I'm actually started with Place Inside. Nice. Training for off-leash. Just wanted to see if you had any extra tips. Um, well, we have free videos on Place. 
So watch the free videos. Or Aki, get the um, green to graduate. Just get the green to graduate. It's $197. It's worth it. Yeah. But but if you don't want to do that, we have free videos. And also, when I make these little rants about cancel and about one thing, I'm not saying it to be cocky, even though, well, Jeff, you are being cocky. I'm saying it because I've been doing this for so long. I have seen so many dog trainers stop posting on social, okay, have nervous breakdowns, quit the industry all because they're getting negative social media pushback. So what I say to you is, please don't stop. Please keep posting. Please keep helping people that need help. Dog owners are struggling. All I'm saying is, I'm getting so much, and it's not like I, I don't dwell on the same. And when people always say, don't worry about the haters, I actually don't worry about the haters. I don't. I have so much love out there for, for both of us. It's incredible for my whole company. But I say it more to help people that are new to the social media game and how they can survive the hate. That's a whole fucking goddamn class in itself. That's going to make part of the social media course. Yeah. Big course. Yeah. I can do it. I can, you know, I can, you know, again, I said it last show when the BBC does a hit piece on you, when, when Scott, when Scotland's, when, when Scotland's largest Scotland, which is a country, their largest newspaper bumps Meghan Markle off the front page and puts a third of the front page devoted to me. Could you imagine that? We're not talking about some like small town newspaper here. I think that's hate. When the FBI has to be called, when you have to hire armed guards, man, if people only fucking knew, if they only knew. Next. Nate says, are there any ways to teach the out command without an e-caller? Um, yeah, yeah, you can. I mean, you could, you can, you can teach everything without an e-collar. Well, then why do you use e-collars? Because they're so efficient and it's such a clear communication with the dog. With a dog. Um, you can use a bonker. You can use a, le- a very firm leash pop. What you don't do is you don't do the switcheroo because this ain't JC Penney's. No exchanges are allowed. Final sale. Next. Is JC Penney still around? I think it is, actually. Damn. Good yeah. for them. Yeah. Yazuka, my dog couldn't wait for me to allow him to chase a ball. He pants so much and was too excited. Mm. Any advice for not making him an adrenaline junkie if I want to play yeah. jacket? Yeah, yeah. You actually you actually concentrate on it's so funny because people are always like, you know, shock cowers make dogs stressed. Not, you know, Kira's dead now. Not giving Kira her ball, that makes her more stressed than anything in the world. I feel like Chuck, it's the only time I really don't have rules. I'm just like, whatever. But what you can do is you can practice. Yep. Put your head down and relax. I'm not throwing this ball to you. Relax. They'll pick on really quick. They'll, they'll pick up on it really quick. Next. Um, Aki said, I'm going to, I'm also using your 2020 DIY vids. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of my videos are old. I mean, every one of my videos I can sort of redo and, and, and modernize. Next. Tara, thanks for the advice the other day. One leash pop for my pug. Then one hour downstay, then two hour downstay, then three hour downstay. Wow. Checked fit on the e collar, but he wasn't reacting until it was on 80. And then he screams. I've got a, okay. What brand of e collar is it? And I'm telling you, I think it's fit. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it's, I'm thinking it's fit. Move the box back and forth to get it like under their fur. Use longer contact points, okay, and and put it behind the dog's neck. Next. Uh, Tara says she's using a mini educator. Yeah, it's got to be fit. It's got to be fit. Yeah. Or this is what you can do. Put it on yourself. All right. Put it on yourself. Start at ten. Slowly dial up. When do you feel it? You'll feel tingling. When does it get uncomfortable? I got. I, I do. I do. I do have a feeling it's fit. It's really tight. You got to sometimes go like this with sometimes it. Sometimes it's those neck rolls too. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking you should behind the head. I'm thinking like, you should put it behind the dog's head yeah. and use you. You can use longer contact points. You also might. You might have a defective unit. That's why try it on yourself. If if you still have the, if you still have the test light that came with it in the box. Um, my Dobies feel it at four and he shaved. Yeah. If it, okay, so then it works. Same collar, right? So it works. Okay. So do it behind the dog's neck. Or sometimes it's not about the fur. It's like they have too much loose skin. So it's not touching the muscle. Yeah. It's just it needs not, to be like on yeah. the muscle. Yeah. It's sort of like, you know, those wrinkly dogs. Obese people can go swimming in the ice water, you know, that kind of thing. They don't, they don't feel it as much. I don't know. All I know is 80 is, is if, you, if your dog is going, I don't feel it, 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 80, I scream my head off. 80 is high as hell. It's, 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 it's fit. It's got to be fit. Especially since your Dolby feels it at four. Right. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's got to be something. Those freaking pugs. Yep. It's like F you and your e-collar. Nah. I got to feel it. could be. Could be. It no, could be. Probably fit. But I just keep in mind, another, t- another thing also is. Do you see the neck muscles moving? It's working. Right. So what a lot of people do is they spend so much time, as you should, but on on getting the working level that they don't need um, they don't need it to be uh, they don't work the dog. Start working the dog, putting the dog in motion. Next thing you know, what they thought they didn't feel, they feel. So at our seminars, which we're not doing anymore, I I retired after eight years and three hundred seminars. we would start dog seminar. It's not the best place to introduce an e-collar in a seminar because there's 25 dogs, 50 people. But we, you know, we do what we do. Um, in, in, in a normal situation, like we're going to introduce the e-collar tomorrow to uh, the, the boarding train dog. We'll videotape it, I'm sure, um, and that'll be on our Instagram subscribers only. And um, I encourage everyone to join that one tonight. Um, if it sounds like a sales pitch, I'm just like I'm just trying to help. That's all. Um, and what you're going to do is um, we've had dogs that have said been like at maybe at 24. And we're like, well, that's a little bit high. Next thing you know, you're down to like a six after two or three reps. The dog just gets in tune. It just gets in tune. Next. Um, let's see. Micah said, can my dog pick his own place? We have three spots in the living room and he can break command to get to another one can your dog break command walk outside and walk into traffic that's a no for me dog right if your dog's in place can it break place get a drink of water and go back to place and you say well he was thirsty can your dog break place steal a sandwich off the counter Go back to place. He was hungry. Go in the trash can. 
go in the kid's room, take a toy, command, and release, which is break or free, usually. That's it. Clarity. Clarity. Next. Yazuka, my local trainer, said to me to stop playing with a ball because he's an adrenaline junkie and actually not enjoying it. Your dog doesn't like playing with a ball, but he loves playing with a ball. I would look for a new trainer if I were you. That's some bullshit. If your trainer can't control the drive in your dog and the adrenaline in your dog and doesn't know how to control arousal, it's time to look for somebody that actually knows how to control arousal in a dog. You need to understand the trainer should know, we all should know, but a professional should know how to instill an on-off switch into a dog. Next. Okay, Dumpling, you mentioned before whining is, I actually want to go back to that, like how these trainers always tell people to like stop doing it. Stop playing tug with your dog and stop doing it. It's like, then what is the dog, what is left for the dog to do? Yeah, why? why? It's what might be its only outlet. Yeah. And now, oh no, you can't do that right. because I don't know how to control it. Right, you. I mean, our dogs love to swim. They love to um, hike. They love going to the beach. They love chuck it. They love uh, the frisbee. They love fetching anything. Um, they also love to uh, uh, chase things. You know, mm -hmm. back when we were in New England on 180 acres, they love chasing deer because, but we can turn them around on a dime. Um, we have deer right in our yard. Um, um, and and the other you know, thing is, is that that's like saying. It's almost as bad as saying if your dog's barking out the front window to put newspaper, newspaper up. That's almost that's almost as close to saying that. It's like, how about this? How about this trainer build their skills? Now, I don't do sport, I don't do trick, I don't do agility, so I don't have that skill set either. But when it comes to having a dog go from high arousal to low arousal, from drive to calmness that I can do. And that's all we're, and that's all you need to do. You need to be able to take a dog from high drive to calm in a split second. It's not that difficult to do. Next. Okay. Dumpling, you mentioned before whining is hard to get rid of. How would you formulate an e-collar plan for fixing that? Do you suggest leaving the collar on all throughout the day? So I, I've said it can be hard to get rid of. It can be hard. Um, I'd rather have a dog bite me than deal with, I'd rather work with a biting dog than a dog that was difficult to stop from whining. Um, a habitual whiner. In, in general, the e-cower should be on all day long, no matter what. Mm -hmm. right? So you don't have an e-cower smart dog. You put it on in the morning, you rotate it every three or four hours, you take it off at night, you charge it. Um, Whining, people will say, do I do high, low, momentary or, momentary or continuous? And my response is yes. You have to sort of figure out what the formula for that dog is. Downstay, I can give you a recipe. Sit, stay, a recipe. I don't teach force fetch, but those folks can give you a recipe. Trick training, I don't do that, but there, there's recipes for that. Stopping whining, there's so many nuances and there's so much troubleshooting. And don't be afraid to try. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. If you go too high and the dog freaks out, don't be don't don't 
don't freak out about it. You'll, you'll be fine. Dogs are resilient. Dogs are resilient. Next. Sam. Hi guys. I want to teach my dog fetch. Chuck it. How do I do this? Start in a small room in the house and use leash. Do you have a video on this? Sam, what I would do is um, in your, in your um, sport dog, uh, sport dog and trick training spectrum, um, there's something called forced fetch. Now they make this, you know, conflict free fetch, which is just like, whatever, just, just look up forced fetch and you can do that. And, and th- that'll be able to help you. Every dog that I've owned that loved fetch, I actually didn't train to fetch the ball. I trained them to come back to me. And I trained them to drop the ball, but I didn't train them to go get the ball. So, um, but I've always just owned high drive dogs. So I'm not the best one to ask how to teach fetch because um, it's funny because there's a couple of viral videos out there about me about how much I suck as a trainer because I don't know how to teach forced fetch. And I'm like, um, I, I, I rehab aggression (laughs) for a living. I mean, I mean, mean, it's like, but, but, but meanwhile, I'm a huge fan of fetch. I'm just fortunate that my own personal dogs just, it came naturally too. next. Garrett said, I have two clients that have their dogs that fight, two labs, and the other a shepherd and a pit. Guidance? Garrett, I would do a one-on-one consult with me. There's, there are, um, you've got your, you've got your um, self-preservation um, protocols to do, which means keeping you safe. You've got your dog-dog protocols for safety. Then you've got um, um, the family plan to keep them safe as well. Then you need to know the sequence of uh, 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 protocols to do to to do it in fact we just had somebody join our inner circle last night with two fighting shepherds so i've we have got very specific ways um very specific ways to stop aggression but the caveat is angelo hold on (laughs) okay you want to go in your room and do that buddy okay he's having too much fun whatever he's doing which is great squealing in the background okay but just do it in your room thanks um so there's way too many protocols i would really encourage you to do a one-on-one and i'm not saying that because i want you to buy a one-on-one it's just that that there's a lot of different protocols to do aki said on the topic can i correct whining even if my dog is not reacting and keeping its heel position around dogs absolutely oh sure absolutely definitely because that happens a lot, actually. You're going to see that a lot. Dogs will stay in a perfect heel or dogs will be in a downstay and whine. Dogs will stay in a heel and whine. We see that all, we see that all the time. Next. Deanna, so true. My dogs bark at the smallest sounds. Once the bark collar is on, even if I don't turn it on, they won't bark. Right. Yep. I mean, dogs, dogs definitely get cower smart. And, you know, this is the thing, though. But this is the thing. Everybody's like, be careful, don't have a cower smart dog. Okay, I agree with you. But on New Year's Eve, we had so many freaking fireworks going off. Wes thought the house was under siege. So Wes goes into total bark and hold all over the house, like getting up on furniture, getting up on the bed, like, like, like I got to protect this place. So what do I do? I just put, I just put a remote collar on him. 
What does he do? Lies down and goes to bed. So, I mean, it's like, like, like it can work for you as well. It can, it wasn't, I didn't even turn it on. So, yes, dogs can be coward smart. But, um, Angela, you want to plug your show in case we finish the show before, before you? He's over here trying not to piss his pants from laughing so hard. Come on. I love your laugh. I do. I'm just trying to do a freaking show here. We're running a professional, we're running a professional. Very operation. professional show. You have three seconds to get over here or we don't plug your show. Oh my God. What is wrong with you? Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> what is wrong with him? Next. Angelo's, I should have let you have that cookie earlier. Angelo's podcast is tomorrow night, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Facebook Live, and he is a professional podcaster, and he does it, a lot of it he does on mythology. He does Greek, Roman, um, Egyptian, and Norse. Okay, and then he also does fun facts, and he's going to be adding um, Chinese and African to that as, as, as well. Angela, no, you're all done. Your plug is done. There, there's no time for you. African and Chinese? There's no time for you anymore. <laughs> v says... Good evening. When my dog sees another dog approaching on the walk, her ears go up. She's a very good walker. Loose leash, heel position, e-collar. Is there a problem? Her ears go up, but so who cares? If, it doesn't lead to anything. If the ears go up and it leads to leash reactivity, and if your dog is off-leash, it would lead to really bad behavior. That is the first sign of loading, so you'd want to correct that. Next. Yuzuka, I'll start slowly playing with the ball again then because I love to play fetch with my dog. Yeah. Loves to play, especially with the ball. Yeah, I know. Yuzuka, yeah. like, why would you take that away from your dog? From just because of some crappy advice from a trainer? No, that's why we get dogs. We don't get dogs to bite people. We don't get dogs to drag us down the street. But we get dogs to, like, take them swimming and play chuck it with them and do fun stuff. But all you have to do is you have to know how to turn on ball play and turn off ball play. Next. Um, let's see. Sam said, yes, this is my first dog that I would actually have to teach fetch. Yeah. Never had a dog that didn't care about the ball. I will look at force fetch. Thanks. Yeah. I will tell you a story though, Sam, Uh girl who just passed. Um, part of my, part of my baby proofing protocols is this. If something is in a dog's mouth and a child touches it, the dog releases it unspoken if something is in a child's hand the dog never touches it unspoken imagine when i wanted to teach that dog how to play tug and i would hand the dog the tug and girl loved like chewing on things and loved chuck it but she grabbed the tug and as soon as she saw she literally went like this she saw that my hand was on it. She immediately let go of it and ran away. That's how much I instilled never never put anything in your mouth that another human has in their hand. It's just a good safety protocol for children. So it took me about three or four days to teach her how to play tug, and then she became an excellent tugger. And I did that in Dallas, Texas, at Amy's house. The RV was parked in Amy's driveway. Amy, if you're watching, I hope you're doing okay. Tara, do we need to join Instagram and Patreon? What's the benefits of each? I no. don't really do Instagram. No, you don't have to join any of them, actually. You can just watch all my free content if you want to. <laughs> you have to join um, one, Tara. Patreon 
yes is a join you join you can't just go to patreon for free there's nothing there i mean everybody patreon is like a a it's like serious satellite radio with probably a hundred thousand channels and everybody charges from 99 cents to 99 dollars per month but you can just find people that you like and you can join their channel um so it's ten dollars a month for us so that is a paid service that we offer instagram as you know, is a free social media platform, which has got a combination of Instagram stories, live video, and then also the main feed. They also have something called subscriptions. With subscriptions, the people that join, you see what non-subscribers do not see. So we can put special things on there, So do you have to join it? No, you don't. You can just keep attending these free things that we offer. Watch YouTube, massive amounts of free stuff. We're just putting more and more stuff, I'm being totally blunt and honest, behind a paywall. That's it. Just putting more and more stuff behind a paywall because after 20 years, not only do we give away tons of information, probably more than anybody in the industry, but now we're also going to start we're putting programs together that it's it, that it's fee based. Next, Garrett, I had training under a PSA trainer. She had me buy the mini educator. Nice, yeah, mini educator is good. You're going to find Garrett in your dog training travels. You're going to find some dogs. Don't give a shit about it. It's actually the least powerful um, e-cower that e-cower technology makes. Put it this way. We have dogs that blow through double bosses, two bosses. They don't care. When they're in drive, they don't care. I've worked with dogs that have bit through stun batons on. They've been activated. They've been activated. A stun baton, if you know what a stun baton is, it's imagine a stun gun, but it's in a baton. It's used for personal self-defense. It's good for breaking up dog fights. We don't use them anymore. This goes back at the beginning of my career. But I had a dog that tried to attack me. I held it out like this. It bit it. I activated it. It smashed it to pieces. Could care less. And then it kept coming after me. Yeah. We've worked with some. We've worked with some intense dogs. That's why I'm so outspoken about all these damn people about like don't train with pain, don't train with fear, don't train with force, reward only, pure positive, force free. It's like you have no fucking idea what you are talking about when it comes to the animal kingdom. Zero idea what you're talking about. All right, you and Fluffy can go go in your chariot with your glass slippers, living happily ever after. Meanwhile, I also train with food and positive rewards. Next. Diane, is high drive to calm a correction or is that a topic for another time? No. High drive? High drive is a dog that's like, so. No, to calm. High drive to calm. Oh, oh, going from, so, yes, yes, you would correct it. You can correct it. And it doesn't take away the drive. You can also eventually get it on cue. Yes. What we strive to do in our training program. So what we can do is the goal, the end result is you take a high drive dog, you just Say the a word that you've trained the dog to do. It immediately stops, lies down, falls asleep. Not because it's afraid of a consequence. It's because it's trained. So that's another lie out there for all the people out there that are 
dabbling and not quite sure if they want to get into any sort of compulsion-based or correction-based training. The lie, the big lie is that the dog is only listening because it's afraid. Now, fear is a powerful motivator in all of the animal kingdom, including the human species. Um, but that's not why the dogs are doing it. They're doing it because they're actually trained. Next. Mm, Constance. Here's one for the don't be afraid to fail person. I finally made contact with the bonker, but I nailed the dog near its eye. It stopped the bad behavior, but it rubbed its face for five minutes. I felt like someone let the air out of my balloon, a victory and a defeat. Tomorrow is a new day. The dog still loves me. Constance. I got your email today. Joel read the email too. And we both came up to the same exact agreement. Oh my God, what are you going to say? You're normal. Yeah. So cut the I shit. You're going to say something sarcastic and throw me under the bus because I'm like, I didn't say shit. Have I ever thrown you under the bus? <laughs> have I ever thrown you under the bus? <gasps> no. Okay. How many ribs have you broken of mine? None. <gasps> Who's reverse sneezing? You good, Wes? Yeah. Oh my God. Oh. I hate when they reverse sneeze. My poor dude. Cough it up. Cough it up. Got a hairball? Cough it up. That's what happens when you lick your nuts. Mm-hmm. Next. Um, did you want to say anything else to Constance? We love you. Cut yeah. the shit. Yeah. Melissa. Um Oh, this is a response. One trick, use a second ball to lure the dog back to you, throw the second ball, thus creating the fetch. Yep, some people do that. They want the yep. ball, yeah. Yep. Uh, v, should I be correcting her for her ears going up? Sorry, I accidentally submitted the question before being finished typing. She's an excellent walker, but will react in return okay. if the dog yes. lunges at her. Absolutely, and, yeah. yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's so funny because, <laughs> it's so funny, you know, People always comment about the dogs that we walk and how their ears are pinned down. Actually, just to let everybody know, we actually staple them down. Um, that's a joke, okay? You can't say shit like okay? that. For all you people out there that don't know what a joke oh is, it's a joke, all right? I mean, there was a sale at, on Amazon for staple guns. We did take advantage of it, but um, we uh, use them in the office, not in the dog training. Um, this is the thing. If your dog, I don't mind dogs' ears up. I actually don't mind hackles up. I actually don't mind a dog sleeping in beds. I don't mind dogs on furniture. What I do mind is unwanted and dangerous behavior. So when I can connect the dots of any of that little potpourri in there, I'm going to make a professional recommendation because we have the data after 20 years and 10,000 dogs to connect the dots. So ears up for a sign of arousal, absolutely squash it. Next. Manette joined Instagram today, ready and excited to see what you guys got. Good. Awesome. Did you join the um, the subscription service? Yeah, okay. Oh, oh, awesome. Great. Great. You're going to see a lot because we've got a new boarding trained dog in here. Next. Micah, can you trust a dog ever if they've snapped at people before? Well, we've got a dog training question and an ethical question. Mm -hmm. Don't we? Can you trust your dog 
if it snapped at anybody before? That's the question. Can you? That's that's the big situation we've got. I've owned dog. I got into dog training because of a dog named um, Max. 20 years ago, he was, I got him at five weeks old. I was an uneducated dog owner. That's why I'm so passionate about helping people. He ended up being by four, five, six months old, human aggressive, dog aggressive. I went to all the, see, this is the thing. This is why I understand force-free positive training. I understand it. I was in the game. That's what fucked up my dog. And then guess what? Someone actually said to me, hey, Jeff, do you know that you can actually correct your dog? And I'm like, really? I actually didn't know. I actually did not know that. And that set me on the path of where I am today. So... So there we go. Um, so, so trust that dog for two years, I didn't trust him that he would make the right decision. Even after rehab, I still didn't trust him, but he spent 10 more years where I did trust him. Next. I think it depends a lot too on like on the dog. what are your expectations with the dog? Like I've rehabbed human aggressive dogs and I'm like, damn, I let this dog sleep in bed with me. Like I created such a bond with you, that. But that's with me. You. I would never let another human being do what I do with that dog. Right. So, so that's, that's where, where like context and there's, 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 there's a lot of moving parts, but yeah. then again, dogs that have never been before um, will bite at six, seven, eight years old. Yeah. Some dogs that don't bite, Maybe, well, the little kid that comes up and grabs its ears, it bites. Like, like there's so many moving parts. Next. Deanna said, I am the one in the house that does the work to include corrections. They follow me first hands down. Dogs want structure. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Shelly, how do dogs remember the stay for two hours? Do you remind them from time to time? No. What if they fall asleep and then wake up and forget they were on a stay? They, they, when you do enough repetition, you just well, you would just say no and put them back. Yeah, it's not about remembering. Well, you know, maybe it is remembering. I mean, it's more about it's a way of life. It's a it's a way of life. Our dogs just it's sort of like that. this. I mean, I don't know if this is the best comparison com- comparison or not. When you were a child, and say you were in like fourth grade, you walk into class. Did you remember to sit down at a desk or did you sit down at a desk? Mm. Is that the best thing? Is that the best example? It just became, it was like, what do I do when I walk into a classroom? I sit down at a desk. What does, what does the dogs that we train do when we walk into a room? They go lay down. They go lay down. It's just whether they're, whether they're told to. Or they, or they're not told to. They just lay down. We've created a, we create a level of calmness in the interior that's default, verbal or nonverbal. 
Say you go to a picnic or a ball game, it's historically more verbal. But then again, put out a blanket, set up your little picnic stuff. Chances are the dog's going to lay down next to you. When you build a true relationship with your dog where it actually wants to be next to you and its default behavior is calmness unless there's excitement, most dogs' default behavior is excitement. Our, our dog's default behavior is calmness. We put excitement on cue. Next. Marie, do you have you any tips for a reactive dog? She reacts because of pain. She has hip dysplasia. That's a difficult one. That's a difficult one. Um, I would get to so So I've got, you know, do I correct a dog that's in pain? I would choose probably not to. Now, if it tries to bite me and I'm just minding my own business, that's a different story. But I would probably talk to a vet first about getting on a good pain management plan. Next. Um, Garrett said, how do I book a one-on-one? I just posted the link for you, Garrett. Yep. It's academy.solidcaninetraining.com slash consults. Right. And if you go to Patreon, you'll save 20%. So you're going to save yourself $30 for a $10 investment. Next. I also have a mentorship program as well. Brittany, hello. Thank you for taking questions. Love your guys' work. What's the best way to get a reliable emergency recall on my dog? She's three years old, Akita Lab. I'd love to take her off leash when we are camping. She sticks around with us in our area nice. when we don't have that 100% trust. Yeah. I've been in a couple of situations where I need her to come back and she won't go. She won't right away. She's great in all other aspects. Knows her place marker, great walker on leash, awesome. great with small dogs and kids, etc. Awesome. Good for you. I actually don't believe in emergency recalls. I believe in recall. So the question is, how do you train a better recall? I've got free videos on that, but our green to graduate program will show you how to get an incredible turn on a dime recall. Now, you don't have to use a remote collar, but a remote collar that goes up to a minimum of a half a mile, some of them go up to a mile, some of them go up to eight miles away for like GPS hunting dogs, but your average you know, stock off the shelf one you can get will go up to half a mile or a mile. You're going to get an incredible recall when you go through all the steps that we teach. So our green, if you're, if you spend a lot of time outdoors, getting the green to graduate program, which is our number one program, thousands of people around the world are using that program. Just did a council with somebody from Germany that's like, she loves the green to graduate program. I mean, we sell them everywhere. It's a digital product. Um, that is, $197 is cheaper than a trainer, cheaper than a consult with me, and sure as hell is cheaper than a vet visit. Mm -hmm. Next. Um, Heather, is there ever a serious dog attack without any hackles, raise, growling, quick approach, etc.? My, my mom is not a dog expert, but has been around them her whole life and worked at a board and train for two years prior to an intact chocolate lab, walked up to her casually and attacked her. He's regular there. He knew her well. He ripped her hands apart, right thumb hanging, took nine surgeries in one year to try and fix the extensive damage, and she's never really been the same. Yeah. It haunts her. Yeah. Well, condolences. Yeah, that can that's why we take dog dog bites so seriously because it could your mom's career could be ruined. PTSD. It sounds like it was. She said she worked yeah. at a board and train, so most likely she quit. PTSD is wow. is real. Um are there dogs that just out of nowhere snap or, well, in this case, maul? Damn. Yes, there is. 
most like 99.99% though, give a warning. Why did this dog do this? We will never know. Dog probably should be put down though. That's for sure. That's intense. Yeah. Next. Deanna, my dogs do that. If they step one foot off without release, all I have to say is no, and they go back to place. They remember when if they were sleeping. Yeah. Um, David, I got called a <laughs> – I don't think I can say this word publicly. Which one? Where is it? <laughs> got called a – Pussy. <laughs> no. I don't want to say it on the podcast. Okay. I got called a pussy. <laughs> say it. For the first time in public, using a bonker on a dog that is reactive when it sees another dog. Of course, it was before the behavior started to explode, the guy losing his mind, and I'm calm and also exchanging words with him. Hey, guys, a towel, and continuing to be an uncivil human, uncivil person, and wouldn't let me explain, but my dog, I put in a sit, and she was calm and no obvious signs of distress or traumatic behavior. Right. How do you handle these types of people? Well, um... It's not the worst thing being called a pussy because that means that you're moist and that's not such a bad character trait. Oh my God. This is the thing. I don't engage with the public. Now, bonking in public is difficult. You're probably going to get some shit for it. But I understand why you did it and I've done it and our clients have done it. I choose not to engage unless someone is in my physical space. And I'm not a fighting person. I'm just a survivor. Um, so I don't explain things to people either because the state of mind that that person was in, they weren't open to receive information they would justify anything you did. Mm -hmm. So whenever you're explaining, debating, discussing, it's important that someone has to be in a state of mind, have the mental capacity, have the intelligence to understand the conversation. Like you don't have conversations with people that don't have the intelligent, um, intelligence capacity to grasp the concepts that you're trying to explain. So I would just keep walking next. It's actually 704. Um, I know. Yeah, 704. Um, tomorrow morning. Um, I think we should move our podcast to a later time. Does six work for everyone? You think we should do seven? When you ask if does six work for everyone, people want to say yes, people want to say no. Does seven work for everyone? People want to say yes, people want to say no. Remember when we used to do it back at like eight o'clock at night? Right. Do you want to do an eight to nine podcast? I don't know. I was wondering maybe like seven to eight. I know. I think we always change it, but. No, it's been six for a long time. It has. We did it because when it was light, it was light afterwards. Now I feel like it's picking up. Like it's picking up. More people are on the show now, but now the, it's getting later. Then they're going to have to get here by six o'clock. <laughs> All right. I tried, guys. No, I mean, if you want to do it, I also did it out of consideration because I didn't think you wanted to do a later podcast. Would you like to do a later podcast? I mean, more than happy to do a seven to eight podcast. Look, seven eight is better. Seven would be eight would be even better. We can try. But you have to also remember that we're worldwide. Yeah, I know. So the reason why now we lose all of our UK audience if we do an eight o'clock podcast or even a seven o'clock podcast. Even a six o'clock. 
o'clock. It's freaking one in the morning. No, it's not. It's 11. 11. Okay, that's right. so late. No, it's not as late as midnight. It's not as late as from midnight to one. All right, guys. Madly in love with you. Take care. Well, I'm not sure what time we'll be on the air on Friday because Friday I think should definitely be a later one, if anything. Then maybe Wednesday we do six, but Friday we do a later one. Too confusing. I like the same time zone, same time each time. Because well, Joel's the boss, so you guys will find out when the next podcast is. Angela, what's up? Argentina vote is to leave Bye. it. Six will be better. See, it's all over the place. See, that's all what right. I mean. Do it at three in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I do a morning podcast at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. There you go. All right? Just look at the how many people are on now, though. When we first started the show, it was like half that amount. It, it just fluctu- Everybody's hopping on now. It fluctuates. People watch the repeat. I don't know what to tell you. It's already one in the night in Denmark, and Marie's watching. Damn. Right. What's up, Denmark? I was in Denmark. Um, there's a uh, statue in the water where I was in Denmark. I can't wait to be back in that time zone. And um, it's, it's, it's maybe five meters out from shore. And it's a statue of a female, I believe. And um, what Yuzuka's else? in Germany. Uh, wow, we have a lot of European people on here right now. Yeah, Yuzuka is, I did a council with her. Oh, damn. Yeah, she is green to graduate. She's a super fan. I love Yuzuka. Yeah. All right. I didn't know we had that many people on the yeah, we have on cute. the other side of the pond watching. It's not the other side of the pond. We've got people that are in like we've had people that are have been watching our show at two or three in the morning. Yeah, that's true. When you're in Israel. Yeah. When you're when you're in I mean, if you're in if you're in Australia, I mean it's already tomorrow. Mm-hmm. What's the universal time that there, works for everyone? There is none. We have to do it at like midnight. <laughs> um, no, like I mean six a.m. No, but I mean if you think about it, at ten a.m., which is Pacific time, seven. That's reasonable. Mm. And then ten a.m., you can go all the way out almost twelve hours mm-hmm. till ten p.m. That covers a lot. That covers a lot of the world. Ten a.m. podcast. Yeah. Honey, I'm booked at 10 a.m. doing other stuff. (laughs) All right? All right, guys. All right. Madly in love with you. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye.